This is the Motion Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like more information about Motion Church, you can always visit our website at motionchurch.com. If you'd like to contribute to what God is doing here at Motion, you can do that at motionchurch.com forward slash give. We hope you enjoyed today's message. What's up, everybody? Hey, good morning. I'm so glad. Listen, and you guys may think that's crazy, but I think it's biblical because in Scripture it says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I think there should be joy up in the house. Okay, so anyway, good morning. Oh, that was, I didn't mean to go there, but you guys, sometimes y'all make me go places I didn't plan on going. Uh, so we're continuing our series. We're actually finishing up our series today called The Table of Gratitude. Now, I know this is a weird time of the year. Many of you have already transitioned full force into Christmas. I get it. Uh, Shelly, Thursday night, like the transformation begins. And I'm like, can we, can we not just bask in Turkey for a couple more days? You know, that's just how I feel about it. Obviously, you do not. Nobody, everybody's like, nope. Uh, so anyway, it's just kind of a weird year, weird time of the year, but we finish up every, every Thanksgiving with our potluck on the following Sunday after Thanksgiving, and then we kind of wrap up the series, and then I promise we'll transition to Christmas for all of you elves that enjoy that sort of thing. And so to wrap up, what I'm going to do is we're actually going to have a table for the Table of Gratitude series, and, and the reason why I wanted to do this, because I have this kind of belief, and I'm sure that, that you probably, this resonates, I don't think gratitude is really gratitude unless it's, it's shared, right? It's Unless you, for example, unless you express gratitude, then it's not really gratitude. It was just a feeling that lied dormant in your heart. Unless you express it, then it becomes gratitude. And so I wanted to bring up some of my favorite people in the world to talk about gratitude. Y'all come on up. Y'all don't hide in the shadows. That's weird. Cody. Y'all give it up for Cody Knight. And my, she gets mad at, when I, she gets mad at me when I say this, but my baby mama, <laughs> Shelly Reed. Is it, what else, how else should I set, set it up? What, like what title would you prefer? I think you should do it just like you want. Okay, well I did. And then you get on to me when I do that. So. Not in front of everybody. Okay. Isn't this cool? Let me give you guys a really quick introduction about, so Cody, how long have you been coming to, to Motion Church? Five years? Four years. Four years. Um, <laughs> Cody was a self-described atheist, right? Just had no real belief in God. Started coming to church. Uh, he said that this church was weird because people liked him anyway. Uh, and so just a radical transformation. I'll let Cody tell his own story at, at some point. And you probably may have heard if you've been around for a little bit, some of his story. Incredible story. So Cody also leads the men's small group and put together a whole kind of discipleship assimilation program called? Accelerate. You were supposed to say it into the microphone. Accelerate. Accelerate. And it was an incredible. So if you're new to Motion Church or you're curious about more about Motion Church uh, in the, the spring, they're going to do Accelerate again. It's an eight-week? Four-week. 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 Very low commitment. That's good. And then on this side is Shelly. So we were talking this morning about, so we started Motion Church in 2011. Um, I started Motion Church in 2008 in my head. It just took me three years to convince Shelly that yeah. this was the right thing to do. Yes. Um, so in 2011, we started, and she's been here ever since. It's I love crazy. this church. I do too. And now what's so cool about this is like it, it legitimately took us three years. Well, it took me three years to convince Shelly. And then I guess God ultimately had to be the one doing the convincing. Mm -hmm. And then now, kind of in hindsight, Shelly's like, this is the greatest thing we've ever done. And oh, I can't, yeah. can't imagine my life. I'm speaking oh, yeah. for you. But. Yeah, it's amen. You're, no, you're, you're speaking the truth. That's good. Okay, good. Yeah. So let's talk about gratitude. Really, we'll just dive straight in because uh, I don't know about you. I saw some dessert on the other side. So we are not going to go long today. Um, somebody brought some buttermilk pie. 
boy. Mm. Kind of a chocolate pie person. Yeah. yeah actually, I'm, I'm just really hoping there's some donuts left because that's probably what I'll eat. How many of you, okay, <laughs> just real quick, let's do a poll. Pecan pie? That's, that's a solid group. Yeah. Pumpkin pie. That's a solid group. Apple pie. A few. Ah. <laughs> key lime pie. Yeah, that's my heart. Be still. Yeah, key lime and chocolate. Love those. So good. All right, so tell me what, just give me, let's start with the definition. Let's talk about what, what do you or how would you define gratitude? What is gratitude? And this is kind of off script, but. Yeah. So that's actually uh, off script because I, I wanted to start with that anyway. I think it's important whenever you're talking about something in a concept to break it down. Um, so I actually looked up, you know, what is gratitude, and I found a really cool little simple breakdown. It's a two-step process in which you start by recognizing that you have a positive outcome, and then you follow that up with recognizing that it's an external source that's given it to you. Oh, I love that. So I think that's so powerful. So I'll just start with that. That's really good. So you have a positive outcome, mm -hmm. and then recognition that it is an external force. In our case, it would be God who right. did this thing for you. And so you're responding to that with gratitude. Yes, sir. It's almost like in, in the book of James where it says every good and perfect gift comes from God above, right? Right. Shelly, what, how would you define gratitude? Gratitude to me is just being thankful from your heart. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just in a simple form. Just being thankful from the heart. Okay, you guys, y'all did a, a lot better job because I've like probably overcomplicated this thing. I'm like, what is gratitude? And I'm like, well, there are levels of gratitude, right? That's because <laughs> you're a preacher onion. and we're musicians and singers. Mm -hmm. So you guys <laughs> express it creatively and I'm like, well, I need three points to make this yeah, work, right? You're, and so you're more analytical. I've, legitim <laughs> I've legitimately kind of created three points. So I think gratitude has these layers, right? These levels. And it starts with thankfulness. And thankfulness is the, the most surface level kind of response to you did something nice for me. Thank you. Thank you for doing that for me, right? So it's, that's the kind of the step into gratitude. And then you have appreciation. Appreciation is when you, you move from thanking somebody for what they did for you to thanking somebody for who they are, right? right? It's just, it's one more step into it. And then I think gratitude is kind of the whole package, right? Yeah. Gratitude, when you've gotten to a place of gratitude, you don't have to thank them for what they've done or who they are. You thank them sometimes in spite of what they've done and in spite of who they are. And right. so Good. when you've gotten to that place, I think that's when you've arrived. That's when we're trying to get right there. Yeah. God. How, <laughs> how many of you could use a little bit more, you know, driving to get yeah. to that place? Good. All right. So this is the first scripted question. How does, how does the concept of gratitude align with Christianity? Like why, why is gratitude something that we talk about and frame in Christianity? So with that breakdown real quick, I'll repeat it. So. Step number one, you recognize the, that you have a positive outcome, and then step two is you recognize that it's from an external source. And I think in that we find that it's the glue that culminates and holds together all of our callings as Christians. So when you think of, you know, let me run through a list of them. So we, Cody, I'm sorry, your font is so small. That's okay. It's probably because you're really young. I got good, good vision, yeah. So we're, you know, we're called to things like peace, love, triumph, humility, generosity, forgiveness, mercy, grace, evangelism, faith, worship, fellowship, all these things, etc. It goes on. And I believe that gratitude is either the precursor, catalyst, or the reinforcement for every other calling in our lives. And I don't know that there's another calling that you can say that about, that it is tied into Amen. every other calling. Amen. So that's how I think that it ties into everything that we are told to live by. That's really good. So it's like every other thing is, is a topic or a category, but at the heart of or an aspect of everything else is gratitude. Right. What do you think, Shelley? 
I mean, when you originally asked that question, I was thinking, hmm. And the first verse that came to my head was, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, I guess when you just think about his love and just giving thanks, to me, it just, it goes together. Like God's love is forever. We give him thanks for it. That, I mean, forever and eternity is where we want to be with God. And so to me, it just kind of naturally flows together. It's, it's again, it's a response, right? This yeah. external, you know, giver of the gift and yeah. we respond to that. So I guess here's where my, my question in regards to that is like, okay, so we've got these things that God does for us. How does it ever get to the point where it's more than just like being appreciative of God for what he's done for us and being more appreciative of him versus the things that he does? Oh, I don't care if God never does another thing for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm at. Like if he never does another thing for me in my life, that would be fine. Like what he's already done is enough. And so I love I love and appreciate God for who he is, not necessarily what he's done, even though what he's done far surpasses what I could do for myself or what anyone else could do for me. But he's just, he's already done enough. And so, I mean, I mean, honestly, like when I find myself in prayer, I find myself thanking God more than I do asking for things. Mm -hmm. And that's just, I think that's just a condition of where my heart is in this moment. And I think it's, uh, it's really big to focus like, Michelle said, not to focus on what he's done, but who he is. And in the things he does, you can identify an aspect of God's character and be thankful for that above what he actually just did. I think that's where you start to step into that next level of gratitude for God. Yeah, and to me, that that kind of is where it gets to the point that it's actually gratitude. Because everything else is appreciation, right, or thankfulness. Like, God did this for me, and I'm so thankful for it. And then when you start to appreciate God for who he is in spite of, you know, maybe the difficulties or adversity you face... I think that's when it gets to the point of being gratitude. My opinion, for what it's worth. All right, next question. In what ways do you believe that practicing gratitude impacts an individual's spiritual growth or relationship with God? How does practicing gratitude help us grow closer or to be a better representative of who Jesus is? So in 1 Thessalonians 5, it starts and it just basically goes through a lot of the callings I just broke down. It tells us, you know, to love one another, to hold each other accountable, to, to support each other. It goes through a long list of things we're called to, and it finishes with this in 16 through 18. It says, rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And so since... Hang on, wait, 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 stop right there. Because how many times have, have you asked the question or you heard the question... Man, I just, I wonder what God's will is for my life. Mm -hmm. You want to read it again? Yes. It says to rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. And that's God's will for your life. Like that sums up the age old question, right? Right. Sorry to interrupt. And so so with us being called to give thanks in all circumstances, that means that we're going back to that two-step process of in all circumstances, we are acknowledging that we have a positive outcome. All. Doesn't matter where you're at in life, what you're going through how hard it can be in all circumstances, we acknowledge that we have a positive outcome. Yeah. And then step two is to acknowledge that it was God that gave it to us. Yeah. And so through that, we can build a very deep relationship with God because I believe all relationships, even those that we have with each other is built on trust and reciprocity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And gratitude definitely forms that. That's really good. All right, so let me, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let me ask you a question. You said that, that every outcome is good. Mm-hmm even though the circumstance might not necessarily not be good. Right. How do we view the outcome as good, even though the situation or circumstance is not good? I think gratitude gives us the ability to zoom out, right? So 
years back when I first started my journey as a Christian, I found myself in a pile of crud. You know, is everything I'd ever knew was flipped upside down. I'd just come out of drug abuse. Um, you know, relationships weren't good. I was distant from my family. I mean, you go through the list. And when I was sitting in, it would be sitting in my room by myself stewing over how bad life was. If I would have just zoomed out with the lens of gratitude, then I can see that I'm alive. That's a positive outcome. And then years later, as I zoom out even more, I see that God used my drug abuse and his timely implantation of his love and mercy on my life to give me the power and the authority to then go out and hopefully change others' lives with his love. And you are. Yeah. That is so good. How are you going to follow that up? I actually have. Oh, I'm excited because he gave, he gave us these questions like three days ago. <laughs> Love that. But it's like now I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just change my answer after what Cody said. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. But you said how does practicing gratitude make us have a better relationship with God? Yes. And I was reminded of the story of Daniel. Daniel legit practiced gratitude. Like in the Bible, it says that he actually got down on his knees, physically got down on his knees three times a day. But not just to pray, it says specifically. To give thanks. Yeah, got down on his knees to give thanks. To give thanks three times a day. So Daniel is one who actually pract- physically practiced gratitude. And I wonder, fast forward, you know, he was in the lion's den, same Daniel. So he was practicing gratitude before he went into the lion's den. And so you're thinking, hmm, so he was practicing gratitude. How did that help help his relationship with God? Because that boy got thrown in the lion's den. So does practicing gratitude always help us 100%? Because I believe if he wasn't practicing gratitude before he went into the lion's den, they might've had them some breakfast, lunch, and dinner, depending on David's stature. But, um, you know, he didn't get eaten. And I love that he gave thanks before his circumstance, you know? And so it's okay to give thanks before the bad stuff happens. Mm -hmm. We don't have to wait until. And so I think because Daniel practiced gratitude, I think it's in the Bible for a reason. It says he practiced gratitude three times a day by getting down on his knees and giving thanks to God. And then that sucker got thrown into the lion's den. It's like, hmm, well, I just think that's kind of funny. Like, maybe we should always, like Cody said, in all circumstances, but even before the circumstances, we should already have a heart of gratitude. It's, it's like the old saying, you, you plan the work and then you work the plan. Yeah. And so when it comes to gratitude, it's like it better be something that's part of your, your current rhythms. Yeah. You can't expect in the middle of chaos and uncertainty to just all of a sudden be like, well, I'm going to be a person who's grateful. It's very difficult when you're emotionally charged to kind of offset that with gratitude, right? And so we need to be grateful when it's easier so that we can be grateful when it's more difficult. And I think viewing everything, every possibility, every outcome, every season as a win, like even if we lose, we win, Mm -hmm. right? Again, this ability to zoom out and see at the end of the day, if you are a follower of Jesus, you win. The end of the book says, amen, that's it. So be it, it's done. And so even though our, our minute, you know, kind of our, the, the thing that we're facing currently in this, this small season of, or window of time may not be good or easy or what we would prefer, it doesn't mean that we don't win. We win in the end. And so I think that's a great point to be yes. able to, to zoom. I, I, I think about it like on an iPad or an iPhone. You zoom out, right? You zoom out. And I think that's Who what Who zooms it takes. out? Nobody. People always zoom in. I do. Yeah. Anyone else zoom out ever? I think it's like in our nature mm-hmm. to zoom in. You know, it's in our nature to zoom in on what is happening. And so I'm definitely going to remember that. Just, just zoom out and be like, oh, 
This isn't as go, bad she, as I she, thought. She, she even gave like hand motions. What were the hand motions there? I don't even know what I just she did. Went, did you do it? Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. How do you share, can you share a personal experience where gratitude played a pivotal role in your faith journey? Is there a, like one thing or a, you know, a season or something that you can point to that gratitude helped shape or, or change your life in some way? So I've, I've gotten a few times over the last, I said two years or so, to, to spend an extended amount of time with my church family. And each time I've left those situations just feeling so grateful for them, for all of us making each other better, for, I was just telling my dad about this earlier, the ability to have clean fun, because that's not what my life was before. And so being able to... Hey, can we stop on, can we talk about that for a minute? Because I was thinking about this earlier for some reason. Mm -hmm. And there's this belief that like, if you you wanna become somebody who's committed to Jesus, like you just hang up your fun meter and you never pick it up again. Mm And I'm no, like, no, no the no, difference no. is like, we get to have fun and we remember it. Yep. You know, that's the difference. Like, <laughs> and it's, it's fun that lasts and it's fun that's, that's memorable. Anyway, go ahead. Absolutely. I, that's exactly how I feel. And so I've left those situations grateful for them, grateful for who they have helped me become, grateful for how we've helped each other. And just in those moments, being able to share what God is doing in each, each of our lives. And that's where gratitude gets so fun is we're not even just worried about what God's done in our lives, but now I'm grateful for what he's done in your life, Amen. in your life. Yes. And sharing that gratitude with each other also yes. gets us all closer to yes. each other and God. That's so yes. good. I was, I was thinking about, I think I've told this story before. I was watching, I watch too many documentaries. Like, and, and at this point, like I've started to learn that, like, because I, I believe in my head that documentaries are true, right? It's a documentary. <laughs> and then I, you start to learn, well, like even the, people who make the documentaries have an angle, right? Mm -hmm. But anyway, I was watching a documentary and it was about these, the trees in the bayou in Louisiana and how the trees, the root systems are actually like so interconnected. You're interconnect with me. Yeah, that's weird. Not weird, right? But what's cool about that is like, so this is what gives them the ability because obviously there are storms, there are hurricanes that blow through these areas and these trees are rarely, if ever, affected. And it's because even though their root system isn't terrifically deep, it's wide and it's connected to each other. Yeah. And so when I can start, because of the good thing that I'm going through, share that with you, it'll encourage you when you're going through your difficulty and vice versa. Yeah. And, and I think having this interconnected root system. And I think that's something that outside of the Christian faith, I don't see a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't see people necessarily being super grateful for other people's achievements and blessings. There's generally more competition. Yes. Generally. And so that is one thing I love about true Christian community is like we can celebrate each other's blessings. It's, it's Romans chapter 12. It says to rejoice with those who rejoice and then mourn with those who mourn. And I think we do a good job of mourning with those who mourn, but I don't know that we do a, we could do a better job of rejoicing with those well, who rejoice. Well, I think rejoice. that's where gratitude steps in in that instance is because we're acknowledging that it's an external source it's whenever you don't have gratitude that god has done it for somebody else you're thinking they did it and now you're wondering why you're lesser than but when you realize that god did it for them and it's the same god that can do it for you you become grateful for them and you you. Mm -hmm. that's so good all right what about you personal personal example or story personal example is i had an index card i actually still have it it's a little index card why it's on an index card. I don't know because now I have to because keep up with that. Because we grew up in the 90s. That's for the rest why. of my life. But anyways, it's a little index card, and I would write what I would pray for, the date that I prayed for it. And then when it happened, I would go back to the index card and write the date that God did it. And the reason I love doing that is because I love looking back on that index card and being like, man, look what God did in 1997. Man, look what God did in 1999. I just like to throw the 90s out there. And then, like, look what God did in 2007, in 2008. Look what God did 
in 2010, all these blessings. Like, I love to look back and be thankful for what God's done. Because like I said, where I'm at in my life, I don't really care if he does another thing for me. He's already done enough. And so I love to look back and just be grateful for the things that God's done. This is a small thing, but I think a personal experience for me, and this is not just one experience, but experience is, have you ever had somebody that just out of the blue, they'll text you and just say, hey, man, I really appreciate you. There's not anything that you've done to elicit that response like from them. And man, that is just so encouraging to me. Like I, I, the joke is that preachers can live on a compliment for six months. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, that'll do it. Like you, you somebody sends me a, a message like that and it's heartfelt and it's genuine and you know that it is. And so when somebody expresses gratitude to me for me, man, what an encouragement. And then obviously as a response, I want to do the same, like because of how it's made me feel, I want to help other people to feel the, the same way. Yes. So. From a, is that helpful? Makes sense? Absolutely. From a biblical standpoint, are there some specific passages or stories that highlight the importance of gratitude? Anything that you can think of offhand? Obviously, that 1 Thessalonians 5 was really good. Like in everything, give thanks. But what are some other examples? Well, and I think it's more powerful, too, to to, to read some of the stories that incorporate it because you really get to see it in play in human life. Um, And so I look at Exodus. I think whenever we're talking about the importance of gratitude, I think Exodus is a key. So when they began their journey out of Egypt, out of oppression, right? So as God's people were oppressed by the Egyptians, they were moving out of Egypt to get out of the oppression, and they were full of gratitude when they got out. And they were being obedient to God, they were in the blessing of God, they had God's favor with them, and then as time went on, they lost the gratitude, and they became disobedient, and then they suffered, and they got lost for 40 years, wandered around the desert. And it wasn't until they found that gratitude again that they were able to go to the promised land. That's so good. And, and what happens... And how that, long was that? <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like that story kind of, like it, to me, it reveals the condition of the human heart. Absolutely. Like we start to take for granted the things that God has done. Like, I mean, he was leading them with a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day, <laughs> and it still wasn't good enough for him, right. right? And then I think about my own life and all the things that God has done, and, and sometimes I just kind of take for granted what God has done and don't have that heart of gratitude. And there's a part in a song called Know You Will by Hillsong. And in, in the bridge, the, he says, and when we cross that Jordan and look back at where we've been, all our chains. And that just, every time it gets me so emotional because when I look back at my Egypt, it wasn't pretty. And I've been delivered. And so whenever I can turn back and see that, I get filled with gratitude. And I think we don't look back enough. Yeah. Look where my chains are now. Get you an index card. Y'all going to start singing? I can't sing. I mean, I'll join, but it's not going to be pretty. (laughs) Shelly, what about you? What are some specific or a specific passage or scripture that stands out? I love Acts 27 when Paul is basically just been put in prison. And then because being put in prison wasn't bad enough, they actually put 276 prisoners on a boat out and set them off into a hurricane. Hoping that they would die, I'm sure. Um, prison's so much different than it was now. But um, anyways, and so they, they like, okay, Paul, you're in prison. Now we're going to put you on this boat. We're sending you off. And literally, there's a hurricane. And everyone is freaking out. And I love that in the middle of the storm, Paul gave thanks to God. And it says that all 276 prisoners survived. And they had gone 14 days without food. 
That's not, that's never fun. Um, and Paul in the middle of all of that was giving thanks. And so I'm like, man, that really speaks to me that we can give thanks in the middle of our storm. We don't have to wait until it's over. We don't have to wait and see if we survive first. We can actually give thanks in the middle. And so Daniel gave thanks before. Um, Paul gave thanks in the middle of the storm. And one thing that I really love is the story of, I'm sure you guys have heard where Jesus fed the 5,000. He fed 5,000 people, 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. Now y'all, it's Thanksgiving, okay? I don't know about y'all, but I know my family personally had two hams and a turkey. So, <laughs> and they're just not that many of us. And so I'm thinking, man, but it says that they all left and they all had enough. But Jesus gave thanks before there was enough. And I love that story. Um, that's the one that really, really stands out to me is that Jesus gave thanks when he knew there was not enough. And so it's like, man, it's like when you give your tithe, when you give that 10%, when you're looking at your bills and you're looking at your bank account, when you're opening your fridge, like, mm, we need some groceries, but groceries are so expensive right now. Anybody? Yep. Hello. Pretty sure Thanksgiving costs us like a grand. But anyway, it's crazy. Not that I'm bitter. But um, just saying like, I love that Jesus, he gave thanks before there was enough. And when he did that, there was enough. And so I think it's so important to give thanks when there's not enough. You know, when there's not enough energy left for the day, when there's not enough money in your bank account, when there's not enough whatever it is that you're needing more of, I think it's important that we give thanks before there is enough because when we do that, God will make sure there is enough. That's so good. I think that, that word enough, like it, it even goes down to like when you don't feel like you're enough, yeah. right? And then we still, even in that circumstance, yes. we give thanks. Yes. So I think one of the things we do with gratitude, like especially kind of in the, you know, a modern world with information everywhere, is we try to arrive at the place of gratitude circumventing God. Like try, we try to have gratitude without God. And what would you think or what would you say to that idea is that you can get to a place of, of having gratitude, but you don't need God to have gratitude. Because, you know, based on your definition, mm -hmm. you said, you know, there's this external source that is the giver of the thing that causes us to be grateful. Right. I know through your curveball. Got him. Well, I, I'm trying to figure out exactly what you're asking, but I'm. Wait, tell you what, let me, let me read this scripture and then gotcha. we can talk about it more. Go ahead and pull this up. It's Colossians chapter two, verses six through eight. I think it's up there. There it is. Oh, I can't read it from this angle. It says, so then, just as you have received Christ, Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. And then this is where kind of the, the point that I'm trying to get to, the next, next passage or part. It says, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world. Sorry, look, there is a microphone right, right in the way. It says, of this world, uh, rather than on Christ. And so kind of the, the point here is like it talks about in verse seven, the, the giving of thanks and how important that is. And then it follows it up with verse eight. And it's like, hey, don't, don't kind of fall into the, the victim or don't be a victim of these empty philosophies. And so kind of the way that I, I understood that is like everybody, how many times have we seen people try to kind of hack gratitude and hack thankfulness? Right. And so often we try to do that without God. And so kind of my belief from that passage is like God is the, obviously the source of, of our gratitude, 
So what would you say to that, to, to somebody who is trying to be appreciative and thankful and have gratitude aside from God? Well, I think the next step is community. If, I mean, if you're not currently maybe with God or have a great relationship with God, you can certainly find gratitude with community with others. Um, and learning how to be grateful for them, like you said, instead of what they're doing for you. And in building those relationships based on trust and reciprocity yeah. will deepen your gratitude outside of just what God's doing in your life. Yeah. And maybe along the way, you'll, you'll see that God's hands are on everything anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And so along that journey, even though maybe you can find it without God, yeah. it, it'll all come full circle to all of it was God. Anyhow. But yeah, inevitably, everything is from him, through him, and to him. Right. Right. Yeah. That's so good. Sorry to throw you a curveball. Oh, no, I was just fine. thinking about that. I, I've got squirrel syndrome, so like sometimes when... I, I see Me too, things. Cody. I, Me too. And he started talking, and I was like, squirrel. There's a lot of shiny objects, too. It's That's easy to get saying. distracted. There's lights right? everywhere, man. All right, so this, this kind of, I think I'm excited about this one because it kind of gets to some of the things that you guys have, have already started to address. How do you think gratitude can influence somebody's attitude towards hardships and challenges? Oh. Who wants to go first? Do you have kids? <laughs> Because I love when they complain. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you know, so-and-so, your friend at school, guess what they're going through? Now be thankful and stop complaining. <laughs> I love, I mean, I know comparison Shelley, isn't good. Yeah, Shelly has, like, no tolerance. Very, I know. I'm like, tolerance. we have so much to be thankful for. I mean, honestly, we do. Like, and I'm just that person. I will find the silver lining every single time. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. And so I try to teach my kids to do the same, but I think sometimes, you know, the comparison is not good, but sometimes it's okay to compare when you were really just really feeling like you're having a bad day. Think about someone who's actually having a bad day and be like, you know what? I'm thankful that I'm having a good day, that my day is not as bad as that person's day. So comparison can be bad, but I think in that situation, it's okay to use it. it maybe at that point, it's not even necessarily comparison, it's perspective. It's perspective. Yeah, exactly. Perspective. What do you think? So I, I definitely think of Jesus' attitude uh, towards his crucifixion. Mm -hmm. that, that has always stuck with me. Um, so Jesus knew that he was going to suffer and die, but, but he, he wasn't negative about the situation. He wasn't like, woe is me, I, I have to die. Yeah. In fact, he had the power and authority to stop his own death, and he did not. Yeah. So when they were about to arrest Jesus, Peter was trying to defend Jesus and draw his sword on the soldiers that were going to be arresting him. And Jesus actually said to Peter, put your sword in its sheath. Shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me? And so what I see in that, like, if I give you a drink, that's a blessing. So the way I'm interpreting this, and I may be wrong, but Jesus is interpreting that his crucifixion is, in fact, a blessing. It's his purpose, and it's been given to him by the Father himself. So he's not going to refuse it. And so then he proceeded to allow his persecutors to torture him and eventually take his life. Uh, and he did it with gratitude, knowing that that was his purpose that God has placed on his life. And we're all called to take up our cross and follow Jesus, but we're not called to do it in, in grief and, and, and pain. We're called to do it with gratitude and servitude. And I think Jesus gave us the perfect outline on how to do that through his crucifixion. I always think about James chapter, is it James chapter one, where it says, count it all joy, mm. my brother, and when you yes. endure various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it, it's kind of like the idea, like we know, like for example, going to the gym is not something most people like really thoroughly enjoy, but we tolerate it because we know the outcome. The outcome is that it produces perseverance. It helps us become 
healthy or the kind of people that we're looking to become. And so we, we start over time to celebrate the, the suffering, right? Or the difficulty, the challenge, because we know that it's creating in us this endurance and this ability to persevere. And I think if we could view difficulties and se seasons in life that are hard like that, it's like, hey, this is just a season. I'm going to count it all joy because going through this hardship, I know is going to create something in me that's a blessing to myself, my family, and to other people. Yeah. And I think that's one way that we can kind of, again, with gratitude, we can frame, reframe the things that we experience. Absolutely. And I think that's where, because it all started. Like, he, he displayed gratitude before any of the suffering started, as Michelle said it with Daniel. Yeah. So the fact that he led with that, and that is precisely what got him through it, yeah. with yeah. His, held, his head held high. That's when I think about Thanksgiving, too, I think about the song, the psalm that says, I will enter his courts with thanksgiving in my heart. I'm sorry, enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart, and I will enter his courts with praise. And I mean, to me. There's a corresponding song. You want to sing it? I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I just need a tambourine. I will enter his courts with praise. Sorry. Anyways, we do that all the time. But um, anyways, there is a song that says that, which I love. But what I was going to say is sometimes to me, thanksgiving and praise go together. And so sometimes I think if you are going through a difficult time and you're like, man, I'm just trying to find the thankfulness and the gratitude, but I just can't put you on some praise music because I promise you when you start praising God, you start, you start getting real thankful for who he is and what he's done. And so I would say, put you on some praise music. Yes. That's so true. I was thinking about that this morning because I was getting our, our eight month old son ready. And so every morning, like he watched, he's got a show that he watches and it's got music in it. And so when there's not music, he's like, ah, he's halfway interested. When the music comes on, he is locked in, and he starts doing his little rocking back and forth. Yeah. He's, like, feeling it. Yeah. And so, anyway, I think music has power. It does. And so I think Thanksgiving and praise, yeah. they just go together. Right. Just praise God. Last question. This is, we'll wrap up with this. So in today's, obviously, look, life is busy. It's fast-paced. Also, we kind of have a very materialistic view of the world. So that being the, the, the backdrop that we live in, how can Christians cultivate a lifestyle of gratitude that goes beyond mere thankfulness for the things that we have? So I think it's important to, to engage in fellowship and discipleship with other Christians. Yeah. I think that definitely slows you down because you're not just on your phone. You're not worried about work. Get together intentionally with other Christians and disciple together. Read the word together. Pray with each other. Pray for each other. Um, and I think that'll pull you out of the rat race for a second yeah. and it'll build those relationships with others and build your relationship with God and you'll be able to give thanks for each other and God. Yeah. So I think that's definitely important. Um, and then on that, one of the things that Shelly gives me, she corrects me on is generally I view a meal as just that it's a meal, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I sit down and I eat and I'm done and it's very fast. And so Shelly does such a good job of reminding me, hey, it's more than just the food, right? We're there for, you know, some time, take some time, slow down to, to, to really enjoy the company and yeah. to communicate, conversate, all yeah, of those yeah, sorts yeah, of things. Yeah. And I think doing that, slowing down like that, it really does. It helps you. Then you start to appreciate people just a little bit more because you know them a little bit better and you've spent some time with them. Yeah, and that's, I was going back to like the fleeting fun time yeah. of, of sin. Yeah. And so when you know, you kind of cope with your fast-paced life improperly, and then you go and you do things you shouldn't be doing, it just adds to the fact that you can't slow down, and you're more confused, you're more out of it, but whenever you can get together with others and have a clean, fun time and experience each other's time fully, I think that's important. That's good. Shelly? Um, 
Well, I mean, to me, just get on your knees. Like, I mean, for me personally, it, just a few times a week, I like to just, I'm like, okay, guys, I'm going to bed, and I'll go in my room, and I'll just get on my knees. And not, I mean, until they start hurting, and then I'm like, I need a rug. But um, <laughs> I just like to get on my knees and just tell God that I'm just so thankful for him. And usually when I'm on my knees, I'm not really praying for people. I'm just thanking God for who he is. And I'm telling you, by the end of it, I'm like, man, you just feel so much better about everything when you just zoom out. Just zooming out, getting on your knees. I know that sounds crazy, but when's the last time you got on your knees? I mean, I'm just encouraging you. Just get on your knees tonight before you go to bed. And if you, if, if you need a little cushion, it's so what okay. Do you, what Put do a you nice think rug, memory foam rug there. <laughs> the significance of getting on your knees is, what do you think that is? I think it's just a humbling experience. That's what, yeah. It's That's a humbling experience that I think all of us need. Yeah. It's just kind of like we're putting ourselves in a position physically to say, you are God, I am not, mm -hmm. right? And then, you know, of course, obviously, all of that, I think the gratitude and appreciation flows from that as the created back to the creator. Absolutely. And I actually wrote out my prayer of gratitude the other night, if I could just go through that briefly. Absolutely. That's, that's a great way to wrap it up. Um, pray this for us? Is this kind of... Sure. Absolutely. No, wait, I, I want to share to. one more thing before we wrap it up, though. Okay. If we're going to end it like that. Is that okay? I love that. I think we should end it like Go that. Go ahead. Okay, I just want to say, I know we talked about praising, giving thanks to God before, giving thanks when there's not enough, giving thanks to God in the middle. But I do want to say that David, when he fought Goliath, he did not give thanks till it was over, which you can't blame him. I mean, that was like <laughs> probably a really terrifying situation. But after David had his victory with Goliath, it says, then he gave thanks to God. Because honestly, he was probably a little scared. I know he was confident, but... You know you're a little scared that moment. Like, he was definitely human. And so I think it's important to know it's okay also if you're going through something and you're nervous about it, and then you wait till it's over, and then you give thanks. That's also okay, too. But as long as you give thanks, that's the whole point. That was really good. Bring us home. Absolutely. Lord, I'm grateful that, I'm grateful that you delivered just as, I'm grateful that you delivered just as you delivered your people from Egypt and delivered me from my oppression. Lord, I'm grateful that you equipped the called and not called the equipped, just as you used Moses in spite of his troubled speech and used me in spite of my past. Lord, I'm grateful that you took your own suffering with gratitude and showed me how I can overcome my suffering to feel my purpose in you. Lord, I am grateful that you gave your blood to cover my sins. I'm grateful that you gave your spirit and tore the veil between us and God. Lord, I'm grateful that you rose again to display the resurrection power that allowed me to leave the grave that the enemy left me in. And once again, he returned and realized he's lost another one. Lord, I'm grateful that you love me. I love each of us. We're so thankful for all that you've done, Lord. We just ask that you help us to be more grateful, to look back at where we've been and all that you've done. And I pray that over each and every one of us in this room today. And it's in your beautiful name that we pray. And everyone said, amen. 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 That was incredible. Peace.